Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So today we wanted to talk about release notes, um, and I guess more generally about kind of like launch communication strategies and approaches. Oh, so we're not talking about the podcast release notes or the conference release notes? We're actually talking about release notes? We're talking about the actual things that you you write and publish when you uh, release an update to your application or you launch it initially. Um, I think mostly release notes really come into play when you're doing an update. Um, It's the ways in which we communicate to our users that things have changed. You know, these can range in so many different ways, like from the, the actual prose you write in terms of the how detailed you go, where you put these, if you actually do them at all. Um, like, I feel like there's a lot of things that are, are worth kind of unpacking here because it is a interesting opportunity for us to communicate with our customers. Um, you know, we have the documentation and the things that we write and put together with screenshots in our app store page is our initial communication with the vast majority of our users. From that point on, release notes um, are one of the other venues that we really have to talk to our customers, unless you have some kind of messaging system built into your app, um, which may or may not be a good idea or not. Like it always drives me crazy when I open an app and it pops up and it says, Hey, here's everything that's changed. It's like, right. I don't care. I wanted to use the app, not to read right now um but still like the things that we submit to the app store i think are, is probably is is a common place for this um i think release notes are a funny topic now because i think increasingly release notes for most of the most popular apps have become just a a one sentence thing that says you know bug fixes and performance improvements you can have some very bland very boring and and I guess in many ways it's fair enough because since the since was it John I think it was John McCain complained to, to Tim Cook about having to keep update, up, updating apps in the App Store and have, getting rid of that badge, and then so, somehow magically the next OS, iOS update we had automatic up, uh, updating in the background. <laughs> um, but ever since that day, um, I mean, release notes probably are less read and less important in that regard because. I imagine a significant proportion of users never ever read the the release notes. You know, they they are there as a as a reference and as something that we have to do, but in in practicality, they're probably not actually looked at very much. But I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe it's a bit silly, but for me, I still look at them as something that is a a rare opportunity to try and make a connection um, with my customers. And for me, increasingly, like I've started to, I used to do the kind of like. Uh, slightly more developery, uh, like more like treating release notes as a change log. You know, something that's like a slightly more technical. Like this is here's all the like a bulleted list of all the things that I did. Um, and then more recently, I think I've moved over towards viewing my release notes as like a letter that I'm writing to my customers. And in some ways, I'll even you know, it's like I'm usually I'm even like having a you know signing off with my name in the bottom of it, being like, hey, you know, this is what I'm this is what I'm thinking about the app. Here's some of the things that I worked on. You know, it's like sincerely, Dave. Like. And viewing it in that in that approach, and I don't know if that's good or not, but it's you know I think release notes can span such a wide range of things, and um, they also have to encompass so many like oh, like potentially really awkward situations. Like um, if you have to, like as we mentioned a couple episodes ago, if you happen to have, have to remove a feature that people like, or that at least a small group of people like, 
the release notes is how you mention that to them and how you break that news. Um, and so how we do do that and go about that is probably something that, you know, is important to have at least some consideration and care about, um, to, you know, handle it in the, the most sort of delicate way possible. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, in the case of a feature removal, like I guess we'll start here and then we'll get more positive towards the end. <laughs> in the case of a feature removal, it's important to realize, I'd say two main themes. Number one, as you mentioned, no one reads these. Like, uh, relatively speaking, no one reads these. Like, it, it's not zero, but it's it's a it's a low percentage. Number two, if you change something like a feature removal that people are going to be mad about, they're going to be mad regardless of what you say. Many of them are going to email you or tweet you or leave a one star review without reading your release notes. First of all, they're just going to be mad and they're going to do that. Many of them are going to read your explanations in some form, but will still be mad and will still tweet the one-star review or, you know, <laughs> still tweet you or, or do the one-star review. And there's, there's only so much you can do, you know. So the, what, you're, what you're optimizing for when trying to write good release notes or when trying to explain a feature removal, things like that, what you're optimizing for is not, let me make everybody okay with this. Instead, it's like, you know, let me do my best to give a, a reasonable, sensible summary of what has happened or, or a reason why things have changed um, or a list of major things that have changed. And for the very few people who will read it and the very few people who will actually like read it with some consideration or like, you know, not hate you immediately or not be mad or whatever else, you know, I'll do my best. That, that's all you can really do. So like in the case of my, of my feature removal in Overcast where I removed the, the standalone watch playback uh, in, the, in the latest update, that, you know, I, I have gotten a lot of negative reviews about that, a lot of negative tweets about that. But I think I did the best job I could of, you know, in, in the release notes, I said, here, this, sorry, I had to remove this feature. For more information, go to, go to this, go to Marco.org. And there's a blog post there. And, you know, so and in that blog post, I gave the whole story, which I told on this show a few episodes ago, um, about, you know, here's why I had to change it. I'm sorry. And I hope I can bring it back in the future. And that's about the best I can do there. You know, like it's, I, I think there would have been more angry people had I not explained it the way I did. Um, but there's still going to be angry people whenever you change or remove anything. And so you just kind of have to be okay with that because, again, this is, this is kind of a, a best effort but low, low response and low comprehension medium that you're communicating in. Yeah. The thing that's tricky, though, I find is – so what you did there where you, you – you, your actual detailed explanation um, went in a different place. In your case, went on your website. Um, like it's kind of an awkward thing. I find. I mean, it, and I, know, I understand why Apple doesn't allow us to have links um, in our release notes. Mm-hmm. Um, where, I, I mean, I, I sort of understand why. Like you could see it as an avenue for abuse or being problematic. But I do kind of wish that they did um, for these for situations like this where the thing that's awkward there is i can't like the the number of people who went to the app store saw the saw your release notes and then opened safari and remembered the url to type in that like they can't even copy paste it out of there like they i mean fair (laughs) enough you have a short you have a short url but it's still like it's that that barrier is in my mind is so high that it's very unlikely almost anybody did that um that and so 
if that if you have if if that's true, which I mean it's, it's speculation, but my guess is that's reason, a reasonable expectation that very few people did that um, beyond the people who read your blog regularly and are like, oh, he wrote he wrote something about this. Let me go and and read it. You know, who knew what Marco.org was uh, beforehand? But for the rest of folks, like it's a tricky thing where I almost wonder if it's better to try and you know concisely. Ha- you know, can boil down that blog post into something that you could put just there in the release notes. And, you know, this is something that I've, I've gone back and forth on many times myself, where usually when I'm doing something like any, any making a big update in a positive sense, like, Hey, here's all these great new features or on the negative sense, here's some thing I had to change that you may not like. Um, those, I often will write a blog post related to that, but I tend to, in my release notes, just say, Hey, you know, like turn, try and turn that like the four or five paragraph blog post into a one paragraph uh, explanation because it seems like it's just more likely that act, that people are actually going to read it um, and honestly probably have the patience to read it. That it's just you know it's it's unlike I, I, people's attention spans for this type of stuff can get very short very quickly, and so just trying to be um, as concise as I can as possible, and then I have the blog post. Um, is there is a tremendous resource when doing customer support after the fact, you know, so in terms of when someone then reaches out and says, hey, because the reality is most people could not reading the release notes, like when you have to remove a feature, as a, which is a good example of where this is probably most tricky. The what will often the you know the customer support request you get is the hey, so I used to use this thing and I can't find it anymore. Like what, what happened, right? They, 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 from their perspective, they don't even know it's gone. They may just think that it's in a different place or it's moved or they configured something incorrectly. Um, and in that case, you know, having a blog post or something to point them to and say, hey, you know, here's what's, unfortunately, we had to remove that. And here's a detailed explanation why. It's like, it feels a little bit better. But yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing to not be able, because we can't link people directly to um, those release notes to do anything kind of like linking or, uh, just say like, hey, go read this over here. Like, I don't know. In, in my mind, no one's actually going to do that. Yeah, and and that's why you know, and and part of it is again, it's like you know, you do what you can. Like, I I just said go to marker.org. I didn't give a full URL for like a per, a permalink page, uh, which I I'm helped here of my infrequency of blogging. <laughs> <laughs> like it's going to be the top post for a while probably um and and if, if it isn't the top post it'll be like the second post down or the third post down for you know the whole time that this version is likely to be in the store probably um yeah. so you know i'm helped out there um but also you know i feel like again it's like so few people read that that i don't think is really a problem worth optimizing too much for like i, I gave a short version i gave a short explanation in, in the uh, in the description uh, i said like sorry i had to remove send to watch due to watch os changes details at market.org like that's like <laughs> i figure like that's the best i can do because like almost no one's reading this to begin with the few people that do read it are not going to read anything long so you, you know, brevity is your friend here um and so it's this is simply three bullets the things i changed in the app and that's the third one um so, and I feel like also you have to consider like when you do a blog post as part of an update, that's really the marketing post. That is the marketing material. If there's going to be any news stories written, if you're lucky enough to have press coverage of your app, that's going to be what people refer to, not the two or three lines you put in, in the change log in the app store. Um, and so it's it's partially a different approach. Like it's a different style of writing you should use in like in like a, an announcement post. Um, you should cover different things in different ways, um, just because it's it's more of a general audience thing. 
It is a little important, though, to also consider the the downside of doing the blog post thing is that, again, when you just put it in the change log, almost no one reads that. If you make a blog post out of it that you that people might link to or that the press might cover, you draw attention to it. And that could be good or bad. If you're doing a big new version, great, draw attention to it. If you're removing a feature that is, or doing other, like, if you're basically announcing bad news, um, drawing attention to it might not be what you want. Uh, it, that, that might be a, actually a bad idea. In the case of this feature, I, I, I made the decision to do this because I thought it required some explanation about why I had to remove it. I have removed other smaller features before. Like, there used to be an option called Seek Acceleration, where you know, as you as you hit fast forward or rewind in a podcast, more and more, if you hit it like a lot in a short time, it starts jumping by larger intervals because it seems like you're trying to get further. This used to be optional. Uh, it was on by default. I found that almost nobody turned it off. And I, I figured it wasn't even worth having the option anymore. So now it's just always on and I removed the option. I did that, I don't even remember when, probably six months ago at least, maybe probably more, maybe a year ago. And I didn't announce that anywhere because who cares like it was it was a feature that almost no one used it is a really minor inconsequential thing sorry for like the three people who hate it but you know they probably stopped using my app already um you know it's a very minor thing and so it wasn't worth writing a huge apologetic blog post saying i'm sorry i've decided to remove this checkbox in the app because i you know i wanted simpler settings and i wanted fewer things to test and everything like it, it, it it wasn't worth drawing attention to it that way because that was that would be that would have been a bunch of negative attention and a lot of people who who might be angry about that are people who might not even notice if if, if the option goes away <laughs> so like you're kind of like you're taking on additional negativity when you don't need to similarly i like i had to be very careful when writing this blog post because again keep in mind people don't read things very carefully uh especially like stuff on online but i think probably everywhere comprehension is low and so I, was, I had to be very careful when, when wording this to be very clear about what I was removing. Because I've learned from past things where I haven't been so clear or you know, things I've tried to announce like only on Twitter in a short form or whatever else. If you announce that like, oh, I'm, I need to remove this feature, I'm considering removing this feature, half the crazy responses you get are from people who are really mad that you're removing something that you're actually not talking about. Like you're talking about something else and either you didn't communicate it properly or they misunderstood or whatever, you know, whoever's fault it was, they didn't get that memo. And so I wanted to be very careful in writing this to be clear. I'm talking about the send to watch feature and I called it, I kept referring to it as send to watch, not standalone watch playback or offline watch playback, because those could be very easily misunderstood to mean the entire watch app or playback on the phone when you're offline that happens to be controlled by the watch or something like that like those could be very very easily misunderstood so i i I very carefully thought about this i I wrote this post weeks before i published it and i I was editing it frequently (laughs) in that time (laughs) making it shorter more concise more clear um because it's, it's you run such a big risk if you announce some kind of negativity or removal or like other things that people don't like 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 a change to your business model you have to be so clear with how you communicate it because, again, keep, keep in mind, no one's going to read every word you write and those who do might be skimming it or might be already mad and maybe then not comprehending what you're saying or not focusing too much on the details. So, like, 
you have to be so overly cautious about how you word things and what you tell people, what you call things, because so many people are going to want to jump and be mad on that. And you have to know kind of like what triggers to avoid and and how to be absolutely clear so that you're not being unnecessarily blamed for the wrong thing even. We are sponsored this week by Blue Apron, the number one recipe delivery service that has the freshest ingredients. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone and support a more sustainable food system. They set the highest standards for ingredients, and they're building a community of home chefs. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes with fresh, high-quality ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals in 40 minutes or less. Every Blue Apron meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients. They ship the exact amount of each ingredient required for a recipe, so they're reducing food waste. And Blue Apron's freshness guarantee promises that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook or they will make it right. We have used Blue Apron here in, in my home for something like two years now, and it's wonderful. Even before they were a sponsor, we were using them. We love it so, so much. We have been better cooks. We've tried all sorts of new foods, and... Honestly, I, I don't think they want me to say this, but I have tried other uh, recipe delivery services as well, and I think Blue Apron is by far the best one. Like, There's a reason we keep going back to it, and it's not because they're the more frequent sponsor. It's because they're the best one. <laughs> they have the best recipes, I think, but by a long shot, um, and they're, they're most consistent with delivery and everything. It's, they're wonderful, so big fans of Blue Apron over here. Uh, and the, one of the great things about Blue Apron is that there is no weekly commitment so you don't have to worry about like, oh, we travel a lot or maybe every week we can't we can't quite do it every week, but we want it some weeks. That's fine. You can go into their app and you can just like turn off weeks that you're not going to be there or that you're not going to be able to cook. It's wonderful. So check out this week's menu and you can get three meals free with your first purchase, including free shipping at blueapron.com slash radar. You will love how great it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So get started today by going to blueapron.com slash radar. And we thank Blue Apron for their support of this show. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. So one of the things with release notes that I've had to learn over the years is remembering that I am writing my release notes. Like unless maybe you're, unless you're making a developer tool, um, like, remember that I'm writing my release notes for a different audience than myself. Um, and specifically the thing that I've had to make sure that I walk, walk myself back from when I'm writing release notes or doing this kind of launch communication is recognizing the things that I thought were interesting problems to solve or, or technical challenges and in the development of the update that I thought were cool from a technical perspective, but from a user's perspective, are not relevant or not interesting or wouldn't make any sense. And so often it's like I like a, one of the things that I always draw like I would find so frustrating is when I do this like I spend a lot of time on an update that is doing some big, you know, overhaul, refactoring in the bottom of the app and it's like it's really you know I end up with what I think is a really elegant clever solution to a problem and I go to write the release notes and I have to remember I'm not writing this to someone who is also an iOS developer. I'm writing this to just a general user who doesn't really care that I solved some, you know, GCD threading problem with more, you know, with with clever uses of semaphores. Like that's not <laughs> something that they're going to care about or understand. Um, and that can be tough when you spend all this, like you spend like three weeks working on an update, and your release notes are actually just kind of like from a user's perspective, it's like performance improvement. 
like will crash less often. Like (laughs) those kinds of things can be so frustrating because like, I want to tell like, I want to tell the world like, Hey, I wrote, I did all this really cool, like hard work down below the surface. But from a user's perspective, nothing changed, you know, like the app just crashes less. Like that's a good improvement, but they're not very good. They're not going to notice that in a tangible way. Um, and you know, it's, it's also I have to remind myself that like I kind of love when I get insights into how other developers, you know, solve te- tr- tricky technical problems, or when they kind of get into the weeds with things. Um, and I kind of like appreciate it when I see that in release notes. But just because I see that, like, if, if, if anything, that's a good indication that, like, no, 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 I really need to not take that as a good as an example of something good, because I'm a very narrow and specific kind of user who you know like i said maybe if you're making a developer tool you can kind of get into the weeds a bit more but for a general purpose general audience application um, it's important to remember that like i'm trying to explain what's happened in a way that will you know make this make this user want to keep using the app will bring them back into it if perhaps they haven't you know they just happen to be in the app store and see something pop up there that might grab their attention and bring them back into the app. Like I need to be writing this in an, in a, as accessible of a way as possible. And in some ways I just need to swallow my pride and be okay with the fact that the world may never know um, about this like really hard problem that I solved that no one that never actually, you know, comes above the surface of the application. And like, that's okay. I have to just like accept that and move on and not, you know, publish something that is just going to confuse or alienate my users as a result. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, by far, the most interesting technical things I've ever done in programming in, in, in apps were summarized in the release notes as minor fixes and improvements. <laughs> like, yeah. That's that's all. It's harsh. Yeah, it is harsh. But like, but I'm again, you're writing it from their perspective, right? From their, even though for me, I consider it a major improvement or a major fix, but they would consider it minor like if you fix a bug you don't even need to list which bugs you fix unless there was like some massive crashing bug in the previous version that everyone knew about you know otherwise and in which case you can even say in the next version fix the crashing bug from the last like you don't even have to go into details otherwise when you fix bugs or when you make things better no one cares you care you get satisfaction out of it you know developers care your users do not care at all and they shouldn't need to care and they never will care no matter what you say so best to keep it short fixes and improvements and then you know use the rest of your allocated space in that field to talk about some maybe some new thing that they might care about that you know some new feature or new ability in the app and if there isn't one leave it out it's fine it's fine to be brief you know yeah. what? there is a place if you want to share technical details there are ways to do that they're called blog posts and this is something that should not even be probably in your marketing blog post like if you're going to do a separate blog post for the for like a major release uh, I would say this is not a good place to go into technical detail. If you did something huge, like you converted the whole app to Swift, something like that, maybe that that might deserve one sentence in your marketing blog post. Um, but it certainly does not deserve to even go in the change log in the App Store. And you know, because like, who do, do your do your users care if you converted the whole app to Swift? Do your users care if the app is now twenty percent faster? No, all you can say, like converting the entire app to a different programming language to me would qualify as minor fixes and improvements, which is take takes takes some getting used to. And I think we just it's like having to just I think it's there's a certain humility and just being able to be like, yeah, 
Like that work is just the cost of doing business. Like that work is not, you don't get like extra brownie points for solving something like that. Like you get brownie points for coming up with interesting features um, and finding new ways to solve user problems. But solving technical problems, like that's just table stakes. That's just what the cost of, that's just the bare minimum you have to do. And so you don't get credit for it um, just for doing something like that. I think, and, and that also, this should kind of help focus where it's worth allocating your effort and energy during a, during a a new you know new product release. Yeah, it's is it like whatever you're whatever is going to be worth spending your time on are going to be things that users might actually notice and might actually care about, and things that might be worthy of user relevant bullet points in that change log or in that marketing blog post. If you're going to spend a ton of time tackling some, you know hairy technical problem or converting your app to a different language or switching to a, a different database layer or something like that like those are things that are massive time and effort sinks that are going to be worth zero in your marketing it, it, like your users are not going to care at all your marketing blog posts and the press that you hope will cover them will not care at all uh you are like that's going to get you nowhere so that's not really worth investing tons of unnecessary time into if you have to for like technical debt reasons fine then you have to still shouldn't spend a ton of time on it if you could help it sometimes you can't help it but oh well but if you're thinking about like okay i have to i have to tackle like you know these like five big difficult time-consuming bullet points on our on our wish list here we can afford to do maybe two of them for this release if if neither one of them is something that's going to be representing, you know, a, a major thing for your users that you can market and that people will love and care about and might increase your sales, I would strongly reconsider your priorities. And so, like, if, you, if you're spending an entire release cycle doing something that's only paying off technical debt or only doing interesting, hairy problems behind the scenes that are not representing major improvements for your users your users are going to have a really hard time getting excited about that or justifying paying for an upgrade or things like that. Yeah. And I think that's just the the reality we have to deal with. Like it's, yeah, it's in some ways it's, it's kind of like, I, I almost wonder if in some ways it's a good, it would be a constructive exercise to write the release notes for the update before you do the technical work to do the update. Um, as it just is at the very least as a thought exercise to try and understand how is this like how rather than sitting down at the like at the very low technical like level like looking at it from the other end i mean like i can put in this work what is that going to end up looking like from my customer's perspective what kind of release notes would come out of this update and do if doing that exercise ahead of time may be very constructive as a way to be like huh yeah that that makes it that takes a bit of the the shine off this um if all i'm going to end up with like all all i get from you know, all this solving this hard technical problem is, you know, minor improvements. <laughs> exactly. Big app 2.0, minor fixes and improvements. Yeah, that, that, that's not very compelling. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like th- throw some bones to your users. Like, you know, if you're in the position where you have to, you know, spend a lot of time on technical stuff that users won't care about, that's a really good time to also tackle like easy features, like a couple new options that maybe in your, in your setting screen that are easy to implement that people have have asked for a lot, you know, stuff like that, like easy things like that, like you know, like I, when I added my three X speed, that took very little effort. That was mostly just testing to make sure it performed well on, on slower devices and to make sure it was intelligible uh, at all to anybody with any content, <laughs> which is tricky. But uh, that that was a relatively easy gimme 
And it was the kind of thing, like, I, I had to do a bunch of other technical stuff in these releases. Um, and so I threw that in as kind of like a bone. Like, I needed something easy to, you know, keep people interested and to keep the mood happy and everything else. So I threw that in. Um, you know, that if, you, if you're forced to do a lot of technical work and, and you, you are not going to have a lot to show for it to the users, that's a good time to do features like that. And the last thing I just wanted to mention that I think is just a, a sort of uh, as a personal experience with release notes is that don't be too afraid of like I don't I don't love super like the cutesy release notes when they get like people are like telling a story from the perspective of the app and it's this like like this long like they're writing a little short story about the update like that's a little far but don't be afraid of being a little bit um fun with it um and in, in usually in my experience what that comes down to is being a little bit personal like talking about the story of why the feature came into into existence um or if there's an any kind of interesting human element like i the re in pedometer plus plus you get confetti when you hit your goal and when you double your goal you get blue confetti and when you triple your goal you get pink and when you quadruple your goal you get purple um, and the reason there's blue, pink, and purple above that is because my kids asked me to add that feature to the app. And I thought that was kind of fun. And like I put that in the release notes, and I got a lot of really positive feedback from people who kind of like that little insight that, like, you know, my son thought that there should be blue confetti and you should get it when you double your goal. And like that's where that feature came from. And like that's a nice human connection that was also kind of cool. Or like being a little bit silly, like once I had a feature, where, an update where there's a bug in the confetti system and it wasn't <laughs> firing all the every time that it was supposed to and in my release notes i said you know this 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 update is includes bug fixes to avoid a situation where confetti wouldn't fire when um you know when you when you should have gotten it as as compensation please accept 10 percent higher confetti rates uh from here on out <laughs> That's awesome. and i increased the confetti rate by 10 percent in the app and it's like exactly like it's kind of cute it's kind of silly but i think those are the kinds of opportunities where hopefully you can make an actual meaningful connection with a customer um, because you can maybe you make them laugh maybe you make them smile and if you can think of an opportunity to do that take advantage of it yeah most people won't read them but for the few that do reward them yeah All right, we're out of time this week. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.